Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast, unrivaled, unmatched, and unequal. Hogan Johns covering the Bears from CHGO. It's Adam Ho, and from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The Adams converge. The consummate pros. The incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in, Hogan Johns, with you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy New League Year. I'm actually, wait a minute, you're wearing blue, dude. This is your holiday. <laughs> That's not my holiday. I don't you, exactly wear a lot of green stuff. I got like one green polo, maybe two. You take St. Patrick's Day more serious than like most people I know. I just had a scone. Just had a scone with some butter. Okay. Homemade Irish scone. My mother-in-law, it's delicious. But you're wearing blue. Yeah. It's a workout shirt. Okay. Well, is that the green sweater you wore like a week ago? At least it's not orange. Just say that. Um, <laughs> so bears. Tw- Twitter. Twitter reference. Come on, bears. Come on, bears. <laughs> uh, this is the green sweater. Well, because uh, to your point, I, I, I think I own two things that are green. I typically wear, my sister once bought me um, an Irish rugby. I don't even want to call it a jersey because they're like polos. But technically, it'd be like the equivalent of a jersey because it's what they wear during the games. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, like a I, real one, or like the knockoff old navy ones from like 15 years ago. No, no, I don't. Yeah, I, somewhere in the middle. Like I doubt it's like an authentic $300 one, like what they would actually wear. But it's not. It's a nice. It's a nice thing. It's you know. It's, it's like the more. <laughs> It's the more expensive, like, NFL jersey that you would buy that's not, like, the one that's stitched on and costs $300. Does that make sense? Somewhat. Yeah, okay. Uh, Anyway, I usually wear that, but then this is my new green sweatshirt, and it seems like I should be wearing this now since I bought it last week. I wore all my green this past weekend. Yeah. You drank all the green beer. No No green beer. A lot of corned beef. Corned beef is is a meat. See if you agree that you can it, is like, it, 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 that it, it is, is meat. It is meat. It is meat. But it, it's meat. Like I feel like I just could like pick at it like nonstop. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like salami, like cut salami, you just nonstop picking at it. Like corned sure. beef, especially this month, qualifies for me as a nonstop meat. You kind of just snack at, even Same. after you've had a Reuben, even after you've had some cabbage potatoes. Give me the corned beef. Yeah. See, I need to go Reuben. I got you. Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. It's uh it's it is the start of the new league year. Well, that was technically yesterday. Um it's been kind of boring to be honest with you. <laughs> well, for Chicago. But but even even outside like I don't know. I just there not a lot happened yesterday. Everybody's well, waiting was, for the, the, well, the Sean that, Watson trade. Well, to yeah, yeah, it's true. That's it. There was that run of trades before 
Mac, Russell Wilson, those are, you know, huge news. That was I all last week, though. I know, I know. Well, that's the problem. The new league, league year has lost its effect. Mm-hmm. Now everything's, I don't know, premeditated? Does well, that word work for you? Pre-planned? Started, I feel like it started with the Alex Smith trade a few years ago. Like, it used to be that trades weren't really even consummated until, like, the free agency negotiating window opened. Now, and then the Alex Smith trade happened. I'll never forget when that happened. We're at the Super Bowl at the media party, and all of a sudden, Alex Smith got traded. My first reaction was like, what? The, the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. How could a trade happen? This doesn't make any sense, but, like, you know, they agreed to terms, so apparently that was legal. And it just wasn't official until, you know, three months later. When did the Matthew Stafford one go down? Same Super thing. Bowl week, ha- Super Bowl week, too, right? It, ha- yeah, it happened. Uh, it was before, actually, it was before Super Bowl week because I was still at home. I think it was like the Friday before Super Bowl week. When everybody goes to Cabo. It, I mean, there was a, a quarterback derby in Cabo, which is where you should have quarterback derbies all the time, in my opinion. I would love to get credentialed for that derby. Well, that's what I mean. Why didn't nobody tell us? We would yeah. have gone. It <laughs> turned out the Bears were there. We have thoughts. Matt Nagy was there. Present. Yeah. Um, well, welcome in. Adam Hogue. Adam Johns here with you. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read me, allchgo.com. Johns, he's on The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. And uh, get all that great content and uh, allchgo.com where you can subscribe on my end of things and uh, get our great content. So um, and hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well. That's just free and easy to do. So you should be doing that anyway. And hit the notification button. Our merchandise is on obviousshirts.com. And uh, we appreciate everybody that goes out and Actually, I think I have the... Uh, we actually have orange shirts. I should have worn that. I don't, and I don't need to like undress on the show here, but I actually have my beer-drinking football guy. Very nice. Shirt on underneath this. But I just have a dry-fit shirt. <laughs> yeah, Blue. Okay. And that's the play-by-play for those of you not watching on YouTube. Thank you. All right, where should we start? Because, um, you know, not a ton. The Bears haven't done much, quite frankly. Uh, we are going to have Matt Schneidman, who covers the Packers, on here in a few minutes uh, to get his take on the Bears signing Lucas Patrick, the new center, it seems like, potentially guard, but probably center, it seems like, and um, Pat O'Donnell, different Patrick on St. Patrick's Day, goes to the Green Bay Packers, and punter swapping news. So, Mr. Special Teams Coordinator, how do you feel about the kicking battery? Having a new punter and holder. So yeah, that's that, honestly that's honestly my bigger concern. You know, Pat O'Donnell has been a, I would say, a steady, consistent player for the Bears, but not a top tier punter. You know, he's never really been at the top of the league. Um, I don't think his it, league average is good this year in terms of punt net. No, but also it hasn't really been a huge issue either. Like, I don't. It's never been a spot where you're like, oh, this is a huge problem that the Bears have. So he's just been sort of steady. Um, I, I think the other, it's not necessarily a concern. It's just something the Bears are going to have to get used to. But you, he is the holder. And people don't think about this a ton, but between your long snapper, holder, kicker, it affects your kicker. Like there is a rhythm to it, there is a cadence to it. 
There is uh, the the way the ball is even spun. Like Pat Manley can go into much better detail about this than I can. But even the way that the ball is spun the, from the snapper, so that the holder gets the laces right when he catches it, like that. That there's actually a science that's that specific to it. Um, and so to to have a like I can't remember one bad hold by. Pat O'Donnell and how many years he's been. What I do remember is him saving Patrick Scales' ass a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Patrick Scales, but that happened. So, that happened. Yeah. There, there's a trust involved with the kicker. Yeah. And Pat O'Donnell survived the Bears kicking derby. Carlos Santos eventually became the answer to the Robbie Gold conundrum that lasted over their organization for years. But that trust now has to be earned by someone else. That's... This may be. This may come off as we're overstating the value of holding a kick. I don't think you are until we actually see misses because of those holds. Yeah, which are possible. Which which, which there's plenty of time to work out, but certain certainly a possibility this coming year. Well, and look, it just as a coach, it's a completely different level. But you know, we had our top wide receiver, our best player on our team, handle the holding duties. Because he had the best hands, and we knew we just trusted it. We could trust him the whole season. Snapping was was an issue sometimes. Kicking the ball was an issue sometimes. But we didn't have a problem with the hold the entire year. So that's you just don't want it to become an issue, and it probably won't be. You know, every team needs a holder. Every team has always needs to have a backup that they work on throughout the season. So if, you know, if Pat O'Donnell had ever gone down, you need to have somebody else that can do it. So it's just something to think about that'll have to be ironed out by the time the Bears start games. With Pat O'Donnell now in Green Bay, the door, I put this on Twitter, is officially closed on the Phil Emery era. How about that? Yeah. There is there are no more players from the Phil Emery era. On he the was team. a sixth round pick in twenty fourteen. Charles Leno Jr. Had a good run from the Phil Emery era, but ultimately paddled down and won that award. The law, the last lost, last standing member of the Phil Emery era, last draft pick. Yeah, um, which just goes to show you how long he's been here, and he's been, like I said, he's been a steady player. He goes to the Green Bay Packers. Um, as they now, so the Bears have Ryan Winslow that they already signed a little while back. So they sort of already had like a backup option. There's also, there's a few intriguing options out there. I don't know if the Bears are going to be interested. Johnny in Hecker? Johnny Hecker's available, and he has been one of the best punters in the league. Like, I would say that that's an immediate upgrade. A legit mega punter. Mega got his punt back. <laughs> Remember that training camp? Yeah. That was like fun for like a couple days because <laughs> Pedal Down was killing the ball. Absolutely yeah. killing the ball. And the oohs and the ahs from the crowd. They didn't really last into the regular season, but that was a fun couple days in Bourbon A. Um, and then there's also, I, I don't think the Bears should be wasting draft picks on punters, but there is Punt God. Are you familiar with Punt God? I'm not. The San Diego State punter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I didn't know his nickname was Punt God. Oh, yeah, Punt God. Matt, I hope <laughs> I say it right, Matt Ariza, Ariaza, maybe? That's why you just call him Punt God. Punt God. That's what he is. Uh, he's this guy that w- he was going viral during the college football season uh, multiple times because he was just regularly booting 80-yard bombs. Isn't there some film from the combine of him hitting like an 80-yard or two? I think so. 
Oh, at the combine? At the Potentially. combine. I, I, if, I, if he did, I missed that. Well, they're not exactly broadcasted. <laughs> well, yeah, I think Unlike they should. The other events, they should. So, I see, some mega it. punters. If, if there was a guy named Punt God, all he could do is give us you know a couple seconds of highlights. It's the least he could do. Yeah. Um. He yeah he was the Ray guy winner this year, first team All American. There's a there's a there's a story that somehow it he. Let's see, on Monday, I'm just going to call him Punt God. This is from a story. Uh, was selected first-team All-American by AP, which in turn earned Brady Hoke a $10,000 bonus. Also, he got his head coach a bonus. That's funny how that works in college football. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you have to use a draft pick if you want them, and I don't think the Bears should be using any of their six, six picks on punters. But if he ended up being a bearer i'd be happy for sure talk about hashtag content yeah punt god is it's a better nickname than mega punt yeah i agree and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free hey frank a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct tv what's the little birdie was it jimmy the sparrow it's a figure of speech point is you can stream direct tv over the internet now oh sure next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people right <laughs> you mean airplanes stream direct tv without a satellite dish call 1-800-DIRECT-TV terms or restrictions apply Megapunt is now in Green Bay, and he is Matt Schneidman's problem. As we bring in Matt Schneidman to the podcast here on Hogan Johns, Matt covers the Packers. He's been on here many times, and he takes some time out of his day here to join us. What's up, Matt? How you guys doing? We're good. Nah, we just were, talking punters. Yeah, you know, regular <laughs> regular content here on the podcast. I love it. Listen. Packers special teams are a disaster. What are they getting in Pat O'Donnell? Is he an upgrade from what they had last year? Yeah, absolutely he is. <laughs> I'll give you that, but eh, we were just joking around about how he used to be called Megapunt mm-hmm. back in his heyday in Bourbon A back in 2014 when he was first drafted. But his average is always above, like his punt net is always, I don't know, in the middle of the pack. He surprises you with, with a beautiful one every now and then. But in terms of a reliable holder, the guy who's familiar with the cold, I think the Green Bay Packers did okay with him. Yeah, I think to get a little inside baseball here, that was the Packers' biggest problem with Corey Bajorquez is, yeah, he spent some time in Buffalo, but his holding was really, really bad at the start of the year. And, you know, Mason Crosby missed 10 field goals last year, but the sentiment inside the building was that it wasn't really his fault. It was more the long snapper and the holder and people sometimes forget obviously not you guys but the general public forgets that a punter's job is often also to hold and that's a huge part of the field goal operation if you guys i don't know if you guys remember but packer fans obviously remember when they beat the bengals in overtime in week five mason crosby missed three field goals in the final two minutes of the game in overtime and laces were out i believe on two of those and that's often on the holder not getting the rotation around enough and Corey Bohorica has really struggled with that. So if you guys say Pat O'Donnell's a good holder, Rich will take him. Yeah, no. And that's actually what we were talking about. Mostly is like, oh, as punter, they could probably replace him, but let's not forget about holding. Cause it does matter. And to your point, like it can lead to sometimes a string or, or like a cold streak from your field goal kicker is often part of the operation. It's not all on the kicker. 
Right. And they got to figure that out together as a battery. Um, and so it, it does matter. All right. There's your punting talk. And <laughs> that's, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, tell us about Lucas Patrick and what the Bears are getting. Is he better off at center? Is he better off at guard? And why did it take him so long to be a regular starter? Yeah, so this is a guy who signed with the Packers. He went undrafted in 2016 out of Duke. Wasn't even signed as an undrafted free agent. He was signed after a, a rookie minicamp tryout. He was there on a tryout basis. So he was kind of the bottom of the barrel. Spent his entire rookie season on the practice squad. And then my favorite story about Lucas was um, in 2017 around cutdown day. So entering his second year in the league, he's really a fringe guy. Doesn't know if he's going to make the team after spending his whole rookie season on the practice squad. He's driving out of the Lambeau Field players lot with his mom when he hears a knock on his mom's side of the door. He looks over. It's Aaron Rodgers. Now, the way I remember Lucas telling us the story, this was on a Monday in the locker room in 2019 when I wrote this. He was like, wait, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers knows who I am. And he was like, why does he want to talk to me? So he rolled down, his mom rolled down the window and, and Aaron basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but said, you know, I'm proud of your son. Keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, it's cliche, but that is when Lucas was like, okay, maybe I, maybe I belong here. And, and him and Aaron Rodgers have struck up this really nice friendship, this really nice relationship that's kind of given this undrafted nobody confidence to blossom into what he's become now, which is a really reliable, versatile interior offensive lineman. Um, he struggled a little bit at center in terms of snapping the ball. Uh, he's had a couple errant snaps, but he's, he's rock solid at guard, uh, played all three interior positions. I believe he's played all three of them in each of the past two seasons, just because of how many injuries the Packers have had started 28 games, played 90% of the offensive snaps in, in 2019, in 2020, 82% in 2021, um, a mauler. I know it's cliche, but he's, he's gritty, hard nose, gets it out of the mud. I figured he'd be gone from the Packers because they're trying to go younger on the offensive line and he's a starting caliber guy. So bears are getting a, a really, really solid starter on the offensive line who can play any of those interior three positions at, at a high level. So how does he, Take us to the Aaron Rodgers thing a little bit more, if you can. Um, like, how does he win him over? Is it that that mauling side, that willing to get dirty side of him? Like, how does he win over Aaron Rodgers? And then, like, how does Aaron Rodgers, you think, feel about this this now? But I mean, I know you mentioned getting younger, but I think isn't Aaron Rodgers like the assistant GM there now after his kind <laughs> pretty of pretty much? <laughs> pretty much. I mean. Uh... You know, Aaron Rodgers is very attentive of what even bottom of the roster guys do in practice. He's mentioned to us watching practice squad wide receivers from the, the other side of the field and just how they run routes to see who could be a guy that's called up later in the year who I have to count on. You know, there was a guy a couple of years ago named Darius Shepard, just some no name out of North Dakota State, who he was like watching in practice for no reason. But then he had to throw to him later in the year. So that's kind of how it was with Lucas Patrick. And um, it was in training camp in 2019 where Lucas is kind of, he's been kind of their, you know, sixth offensive, sixth, seventh offensive lineman in the past couple of years. And Aaron Rodgers kind of sat down with him in the middle of training camp in the lunchroom inside Lambeau field. And the way Rodgers put it, Lucas was kind of struggling mentally, struggling with his confidence. And it was just the two of them. And Aaron Rodgers just kind of talked to him, 
instilled confidence in him. Um, and I remember week five of 2019, Lucas had to fill in at center mid game because Corey Lindsley, all pro center had a back injury mid game. And after the game, I asked Rogers about, about Lucas and how he thought he did kind of stepping in Packers won that game pretty big. Um, and he was like, I'm really, really proud of Lucas kind of stepping in. Uh, we had a conversation mid camp. So Rogers brought this up unprompted about how he and Lucas sat down and the next Monday in the locker room, a couple of us went up to Lucas and, um, asked him about that. And he went on this whole, I don't want to say rampage, but this whole spiel about how Aaron Rodgers isn't the guy everyone thinks him to be, how he's made him think he belongs in the NFL, uh, how he watches him all the time, how he takes time out of his day to, you know, make sure Lucas is getting better. So I think it just, he's a guy who goes about his business and practice the right way. And Aaron Rodgers took notice of that over a couple of years. And he's gone from that afterthought to the kind of a fringe starter to a bona fide starter who he's not going to do anything flashy, but you can count on him day in and day out. He's never going to make a glaring mistake. He's never going to, you know, draw any headlines, but he's, he's a rock solid guy. who will get the job done. Wait, he, he was in some headlines this past year. He got choked. He was, by, he got choked by, out by Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah, like that's right. <laughs> how did that happen? Like that I, I'm, I'm surely endears himself to his, his teammates willing to go against one of the greatest defensive players yeah. of all time. That's happened two years in a row with the Packers in the playoffs in 19, when Elton Jenkins got choked out and then in the regular <laughs> season, well, or I should say playoffs in 20 and then regular season 21. Um, I think it just speaks to his ability to get under people's skin by being a, a gritty guy doing his job. Well, um, I don't know exactly what happened there. And I, I, believe I asked Lucas about that the following week and he kind of jokingly declined comment. He's really good with media. So you guys will like that. He's fantastic, really well-spoken, good guy. Um, but yeah, I think that just speaks to, you know, it's hard to get under Aaron Donald's skin because of how good he is, but Lucas did it. And the Packers manhandled the Rams in that game and kind of just speaks to the kind of guy he is in the trenches. So now Lucas Patrick gets to be a bear and uh, find out, like everyone else affiliated with the Bears, what it's like not to have Aaron Rodgers <laughs> anymore. I just, I'm curious to see how he reacts if he's, if Aaron Rodgers has been that important to him. Now he doesn't have him anymore. And now Pat O'Donnell knows what it's like to not have guys who can cover punts, not have guys who can snap to him. So it's a nice trade-off. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. All right, give us an idea of uh, what's going on in Packerland right now. Rodgers is back. Devontae Adams tagged. Are they are they stuck right now? Like, Zadarius Smith left. I mean, where are they with their cap, and how the hell are they going to make this work uh, with all that money going to two players? They're under the cap. Um, Rodgers is back. That is all smoothed out. The Devontae Adams situation. I'm not as as well, I would never be worried about it as an objective professional reporter, but I don't think Packer fans should be worried about it. They have four months to figure it out. You know, that report comes out because I'm assuming it's the agent trying to force the Packers hand that he's not going to play on the franchise tag, which listen, Devontae Adams is set to make around the same amount as Christian Kirk. I don't blame him for wanting a lot more. Uh, he should want a lot more. He should get a lot more. But as you guys know, deadline spur action. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was not planning to show up to camp until the eve of training camp when he was like, you know what? It's a deadline. I'm just going to come. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the same with Devontae, but 
I have a feeling this might have been something the Packers were like, all right, we'll handle this later. You know, this will all get sorted out as you know, these things do get sorted out. I also don't think Aaron Rodgers comes back unless he has a good idea that Devontae Adams will be playing. He and Devontae Adams are best friends. And, and if he's talking to Devontae, Aaron knew there was a good chance they would franchise tag Devontae. And if Devontae's like, I'm not playing on the franchise tag, then I don't know if Aaron signs this three-year deal unless he has a good feeling that Devontae is going to play, whether it's they sign him to an extension or Devontae is just bluffing either way. What we're waiting on now is kind of the second wave of free agents. Robert Tunyon, who tied Travis Kelsey for the NFL lead in touchdown catches among tight ends two years ago. Towards ACL last year, he's still on the open market. Rasul Douglas, pick six machine, as Justin Fields knows well. He's still on the open market. They're barely under the cap. I don't know if they have much signing. Pat O'Donnell might have taken that up. But uh, extensions to Jair Alexander, Devontae Adams could free up some space to sign those other key guys. So that's where we're at right now. Not as much drama as in other places, which is nice for a change. Did you say Devontae Adams wants Christian Kirk money? No. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was saying I was saying he's making around the same as Christian yeah, Kirk. Uh, well, well, the, the Jaguars are insane too. Well, that, uh, well, that's what I was saying. Devontae Adams had to have been thrilled when that yes. contract came out. Yes. Because you know, Devontae Adams not wanting to play on the tag came out before the Christian Kirk deal. And now everyone's like, okay, so that's why Devontae Adams doesn't want to play for 20.12 million because Christian Kirk is making 18 million. I don't blame him for that. Chris yeah, Godwin just got 20 million. Chris Godwin's a stud, but Devontae Adams is better. He should wait to get a lot more. So uh, I think what I'm saying is that deal kind of shifted the public perception more toward Devontae in that, okay, he's, like I already thought he was fine to to want that much, but I think the public is like, okay, I, I see what he's doing and it's warranted. Right. If Christian Kirk is getting this, right. Devontae Adams should get a lot more of this. Right. Is, is what you're saying. Exactly. Um, what are they gonna do with Jordan Love? Like it's a great what's question. What's next? You know, I get the sense. And listen, this is an organization who really values the backup quarterback position, obviously, because they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And, and sat him for three years. Granted, we don't see that happen with, with young quarterbacks anymore. They sit for that long, but I get the sense that the Packers are fine with sitting him for that long. Now, Aaron Rodgers is here for at least two more years, probably three, given the deal he just signed, if we're to read into that. Who knows what will happen with him? That's just my assumption. They have to exercise Jordan Love's fifth-year option or not by next offseason. They're not going to do that because once they do that, fifth year salary becomes fully guaranteed as you guys know. And by next off season, they won't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the team for one year or two more years. So they wouldn't exercise it and then have his option become fully guaranteed in 2024 and then risk having two massive quarterback salaries on the same roster at the same time. Cause love salary, obviously skyrockets. Brian Gutekunst told us before the combine that he's very doubtful. He would entertain trade calls for Jordan love. I don't know if those calls are coming even, but he said he'd be very doubtful that he would entertain them, even if they did. If a team offers a second round pick, you have to get rid of Jordan Love. You're not going to get a first round pick, which is what you trade up to draft him, um, and giving up an, a fourth rounder in the process to move up four spots a couple of years ago. A third round pick, I'd consider it, but I just don't know what another team would be willing to give him, given the limited sample size we have. So my hunch right now is that they stick it out with a backup who knows the system. 
just in case Rogers, you know, shockingly retires next year uh, or gets injured. But the big question is, do they think Jordan loves any good? We don't know. They're never going to tell us the truth because if the answer is no, they're not going to say it publicly or leak it because that would tank his trade value. So we just really don't know. We're going to find out this preseason. He had no rookie preseason. He was injured last preseason. So I think this preseason is going to be a big indicator of what he has. And maybe if he plays well this preseason, another team says, all right, we'll give you a second round pick. And then they trade him. But anything worse than a second round pick, I don't see them dealing him. Yeah, it's a tricky situation because I don't, I mean, unless there's some team out there that really loved him coming out and just feels like he's been blocked and can still live up to potential. It just doesn't seem like there's a high demand for him right now. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's a good preseason and all of a sudden there's a deal right before the season starts. But it, that seems like a tough position. And honestly, I almost feel bad for him, right? Because, like, he gets gets drafted in a situation where <laughs> yeah. he can't even really show himself. And that was the first thing Aaron Rodgers told us. He did he did an impromptu conference call right after that 2020 draft or a couple weeks after. And one of the first things he told us was, Jordan didn't ask for this. Like, Jordan Love didn't ask for this. And by all accounts, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers have a great relationship. Jordan's a great kid to kind of sit back there and learn from. It's not kind of a, a Rodgers and uh, Favre situation where it, there wasn't a great relationship at first. Rodgers and Love get along. It's just, I don't know if Jordan Love's any good. And, and that's the reality of the situation. And I'll be fascinated to see if he has a market this offseason um, and whether he'll stick around. Because his window of being the starting quarterback for the Packers is all but gone. But does Brian Gutekunst, you know, throw his ego aside and say, you know what? Maybe I I erred on the wrong side here with this pick. Let's just get back what we can. Thank God we still have Aaron Rodgers and just move on. We'll see. It'll be interesting. All right. He's Matt Schneidman, covers the Packers for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at Matt Schneidman. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, as always. Enjoy those holds. Take it easy. (laughs) All right. There. I, was, I had to think about that for a second. He went back to the punters. Okay. <laughs> I did. The holes. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Not a, yeah, no, it was good. It was a way to tie it all together. It's like a good comedic bit. You know, I'm a you professional come, here. The, the punchline at the end. I'm a damn back professional. The, the first joke of the set. It was good. Yeah, I liked see. it. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right. Well, what else is this team going to do right now? There's a lot of... um... Hold on, hold on. Can I comment on something that he said? Sure. I like that the Bears are getting a little nasty. I think Ryan Poles... He ID'd that long ago for this offensive line. I agree. And I think, according to Matt, according to others up in Green Bay, Lucas Patrick's going to provide some of that. So I think that's needed. I don't know what exactly the the ceiling is for him. He's a two-year starter, undrafted guy. Really only got a one-year deal, if you think about it, if you break down the contract. So the market... Really wasn't there for him, so I don't know if that what that says about his ceiling out there, what the general consensus of him is in the NFL. But I like you're getting some experience, you're getting some nasty. Should benefit Justin Fields, you hope. Would you rather have Brian Allen? Yes. Yeah. And that contract he got from the Rams didn't seem that crazy. Wasn't it three years, twenty four million? See, the, the reason why Allen was so intriguing is he, there was that possibility that he wanted to return home as opposed to <laughs> sticking it out with Super Bowl champs, yeah. which is obviously what he preferred instead of coming back home to Chicago. I mean, winters in L.A. are probably better than winters in Chicago, well, but eh. I think he actually, from what I understand, he did have interest in being a bear, and I think it came down to the money. Yeah, three years, $24 million, so it comes out to $8 million a year. Seems like a fair deal for a guy who's been playing pretty well for a Super Bowl champ, and the Bears just didn't go to that level. I mean, sometimes that's just what it comes down to in, in these in these things. So, um, you know, the Michigan State Sparty Spartan from Hinsdale uh, stays out there in State L.A. wrestling now. champion. Yeah, I like I like old linemen that wrestle. I definitely do. It's. It's a it's a good thing to do, um, and skill players that run track. That too, gonna round out your your athletic abilities, Johnson. You do multi sport athletes. Well, you're multi sports. Um, I played volleyball. I, I did played too. Some travel baseball as a kid. Okay, we all played basketball up yep. until freshman year. Um, that was it. I don't want to do track. I'm not. I don't. I, I didn't do. I don't like running. Thing. Yeah, I don't like no, running. Neither do I. No. Still don't like running. That's why I, I played like basketball it. until two years ago because I don't think about running when I'm playing basketball. But that's a better workout than running, I think. I think so, too. It's not just straight line stuff. It's true. A lot of lateral quickness needed. Um. So what Which else? I, I mean, they, they signed Nicholas Morrow at, at linebacker. I still don't think that need is filled, though. Do you no, it wasn't the that guy, a one one year deal. The guy didn't play football last year. Bears seem to be into those players lately. It's just guys that don't play football. They drafted a couple. They signed a couple last year. 
that sat out 2020. Yeah. You know? That was okay. by choice. Right. Moro, Moro was hurt. Ankle injury, right? Which is another problem. Look, this guy wasn't a superstar for the Raiders. Wasn't even a full-time starter, I believe. No, he's fast, though. So honestly, to me, he seems more like a Will than a Mike. So that's why I haven't completely shut the door to the idea of Roquan Smith playing in the middle. I I, I don't know what they're doing there. They still haven't really... You have to add more. You have to add more. You have to add a lot. Yeah. You've had a lot of guys leave, but only three guys come in. Mm-hmm. The numbers aren't shaking out right now. Which is fine. Be patient. Yeah, There's still no, some names out there in free agency. And this stuff takes weeks sometimes. I mean, I was thinking about uh, Tashawn Gibson yesterday. Tashawn Gibson, didn't he re-sign a month after free agency opened? A month. Okay. Yeah. And he was your starter immediately. Yep. And look at the, the, the Washington now commanders. They got their starting left tackle after the draft. After the Bears drafted Tevin Jenkins and cut Charles Leno, Washington said, oh, here's our starting left tackle and paid him. So these, for the situation the Bears are in, I'll tell you one thing I don't think they're doing. I don't think that they're just ripping this thing down and tanking. I don't think they're necessarily trying to win a Super Bowl this year. But I guess the one thing I understand some anxiety with is just the lack of moves on offense. And the, still the question remaining, who? how are you making Justin Fields better? Who is he throwing the ball to? How are you helping him? Exactly. And so, yes, patience is needed, but at the same time, until those questions get answered. Um, and by the way, Ryan Poles will not be talking tomorrow, will not be answering that question no, tomorrow no. When, patience, when some of these free agents address the media for the first time. Patience doesn't always pay off in, in the NFL. No. Like how many coaches get fired after two or three years? How many quarterbacks are given up in two or three years? Now, sometimes it's admitting your mistake before it becomes a worse one, but a lot of teams act aggressively in the NFL for a lot of good reasons. Look at the quarterback market now. I mean, this veteran market, this trade market, forget free agency, the trade market for veteran quarterbacks is quite insane the past three or four years. I think it's okay being cautious in free agency. I still think that there should be a category of players that you're willing to go get. Right? I would have put Brian Allen in that category. I would put Teron Armstead in that category still right now. He's still available. Now he may be sitting there waiting to find out if Deshaun Watson's going to be his quarterback in New Orleans and maybe will resign there regardless of what the money says. But um and by the way, I think that's a thing that's going on right now. I think it's way like it's it's definitely affecting the quarterback market, obviously. But I think there's a subset of wide receivers and offensive linemen that are probably waiting to find out where Deshaun Watson goes. Who's the quarterback going to be in Cleveland? You know, what happens with Matt Ryan? If like There's a trickle-down effect here, and if you're some of these guys that play offense, especially wide receiver, you, you, you probably want to know who your quarterback is. Here's another one. Who's playing quarterback for the Colts? <laughs> no idea. Which is a bold way to go into free agency, too, right? Like, at least the Bears, they know who their quarterback is. <sighs> but some of the stuff needs to um, get figured like, out. If here. you think free agency is unpredictable, just wait to, dra- to the draft happens. It's NFL teams act boldly because they appreciate certainty. 
Some teams just act more bully than others. All right, well, we will continue to keep you updated on all this. Uh, there is some immediate availability at House Hall tomorrow on Friday with uh, three of the free agents. They signed Ogunjobi, Morrow, and Lucas Patrick. Um, but like I said, Ryan Poles will not be talking. I don't know if he will at some point here in the next couple weeks, uh, probably at the owners' meetings. But, um, yeah, see where the Bears go. Maybe there's more stuff that happens this weekend. But it's been a slow, slow week. For the most part. But uh, we still appreciate you sticking with us here on the Hogan Johns Podcast. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, CHGO, The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Please go subscribe. We appreciate your support. Uh, find us on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit those notifications. And uh, find the merch on obviousshirts.com. Johnsy, any final thoughts? Celebrate responsibly, everybody. Oh, yeah. Daddy say. St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Lucas Patrick Day. See ya. The Packers, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Go Bears. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.